Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of 343. I am your host AF. Uh, if you haven't already uh, subscribed and are new to the channel, please uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sportycast and uh, like share this video. Um, yeah, and follow us on our Sportycast um, uh, Spotify podcast as well. We'd uh, really appreciate it. But welcome back to the regulars, uh, Jason, Ronnie, and Wasim Ibrahim. Uh, how are you guys doing? How's the week been? All good. Been a busy week with Eid, but um, yeah, very happy to be on the show today. Yeah, man, been, uh, been very good. Uh, also with Eid, but just eating more from all of our neighbors, as I mentioned before. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been good, man. It's been good. And uh, nice one, man. I mean, yeah, it's like... One, one of the greater things about listen, uh, living next to or close by uh, Muslim people, hey, Jason? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Cool, man. Uh, so, in most cases, uh, every team in the, in the English Premier League has about four games left. And uh, what a finish we currently have on our hands uh, for the season. Uh, today's episode, we're actually going to be doing a bit of a preview show. Uh, spotlight, spotlighting on two specific fixtures. The first one is the Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspurs this weekend. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot riding on this fixture with uh, both the title race and the top four being the focus. Uh, Wasim, can you kick us off with this one? Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a crazy game coming up um, with the fact that Liverpool have now reached the Champions League final. And uh, they, they've been, you know, under pressure in terms of the fixture list, um, having been, you know, competing on all fronts, basically, and becoming the first team to actually um, play every single fixture of every um, competition. So that's, that's amazing stat, you know, if you think of it, um, given that you need such big squads these days, you know, to compete on all fronts, and they've done that. Um, and it's amazing. And then if you look at the, the way they've played recently, they Saturday against Newcastle, you know, they came up against a team that was unbeaten at home in six or won six games in a row at home. And then they made changes. They they rested Salah, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Thiago, Fabinho, and they still won the game. And then last night also, 2-0 down away at Villarreal with, the, you know, the crowd was, was insane. And, um, you know, there was lots of pressure and everyone was thinking of Liverpool, you know, let this slip. And then second half, all of a sudden, a couple of changes and everything's good to go. And they score three goals and, you know, um, they've showed that they are such a champion side. So, um, you know, their run continues now and Spurs will be a, a tough fixture for them, given that these two teams have always played um, some interesting and exciting games. And um, with Spurs fighting for a top four finish, I think it's just going to make it um, a really interesting game to watch. And um, it's going to be key to see how Spurs approach it because, you know, sometimes they've, in the big games, they've sat back and then, you know, invited pressure and teams have, have beaten them. Um, whereas in other games, you know, I think of Man City, for example, they sat back, but then they hit them on the counter and scored a couple of goals and won those games. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it can go either way, depending on which Spurs team pitches up on the day and, you know, how are Liverpool mentally after having so many big fixtures in a row, you know, and twice a week, um, two games a week for, for the last few weeks. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they go. Um, just another question for you, Wasim. Um, where do you think the, the game will be won and lost? 
I think um, with when, whenever it's Spurs involved, it's always a matter of how can they get Son, Kane, and um, and the, whoever plays on the right hand side, Kulusevski or, or Lucas Moura, how can they get those three involved? Because often, you know, when Spurs have done well, it's because those three are in the heart of of what's going on. And even if you look at the past weekend, uh, they they scored three goals and they beat uh, Leicester three one. But it was Son who scored um, a couple of goals, and you know everything that was good about them on that day came through Son or Kane um, or Kulusevski who got two assists. So it's it's can they get the key men involved enough to cause damage, or if not, then then basically Spurs for for a while now they've been a one man or two man team as Riaz, um, one of our regulars on the show as well, as he will always say, we are a two man team or we are a three man team at best. Um, so I think that's going to be the thing. Can they get their key men involved? Whereas for Liverpool, they, they've shown us that they can make changes and it doesn't matter who comes in. Like Gomez yeah, played that... right back the other day and he was seamless. He came in and it was as if there's no issue. You know what? Yeah, uh, Alexander-Arnold, like, like... <laughs> I was going to say now, it's like there's no drop of quality at all. Um, and I think I mentioned it on on a, a, a episode, a, a couple of episodes back, um, where if you you drop a player in the Liverpool team, the person that's going to deputise for him is always going to be, I need to take my chance, I'm going to give 200%. And I think that contributes to the fact that there's never going to be a drop in quality with this current Liverpool side because of the mentality that uh, Jürgen Klopp has drilled into them. Um but yeah, uh, Jason, uh, who do you think are, if you could pinpoint the players to look out for in this game, who would it be? Um, yeah, look, obviously we see him knocked it uh, on the head there. Those front three players from Spurs are, are playing on, on such, a, such a level where they're so in tune to movements, runs, plays, all of those things. It's, it's looking a lot like how Mane, Salah, Firmino were, like I think it was a season or season two ago. Um, I think those are the three main guys. Unfortunately for Spurs at the moment, they, they're struggling a bit with their fullbacks and their, their central midfield area isn't really good, which is what Liverpool have actually been putting up really well recently. You know, performances from Thiago, Fabinho, even Henderson, just doing what Henderson does. That's That's now proving to be quite the, the key engine that they've, uh, that they've formulated there. Um, I think a few weeks back when we were talking about Liverpool against Man City, I was saying that Alexander-Arnold looks like he's dropped off quality a bit, you know, and if you can stifle them there, then it's almost like you can sort of handle most of that attacks coming from the wings. And literally how it went was they just came inside and they flooded that, that midfield, if I remember correctly. And it was just like such a good game through that centre. So I'm I'm thinking for this game now, I think it's maybe Saturday, Sunday, whenever it is. If Liverpool turn up in, in that midfield section, Fabinho, Thiago, I think they completely overrun Spurs. They limit supply to that front three from Spurs. And yeah, I think Mane, Salah, they, they could be picking up a decent amount of form. Salah has been getting into those positions. It's just he's not finishing them. Mine maybe takes one or two chances to actually get into it. But then you got a guy like Luis Diaz that comes on at halftime and, and suddenly oh, shifts the whole time. Yeah, so like when I, uh, so I had load shooting last night and it was halftime, it was 2-0. I thought, okay, you know, maybe Una Imre could 
possibly do something, you know, and I think Nikita spoke about it, that this, it's still very nervy times. Everybody's saying that they're on for these four trophies, but they have to win the games. And I think last night, maybe they'd set up a bit too casually in the first half. Second half, man, they just came out. I'm, I'm wondering what was said at that halftime break where literally you just brought on, I think it was Diaz, and then he had also brought on a few other guys. And suddenly this, this change in that quality, like, like you're mentioning, Gomez came in for Alexander-Arnold and that, that quality was there, which I think they, they lacked that maybe two seasons ago. Not, not the season that they won the league, but I think the season before where as soon as they like, swap out somebody, suddenly there's a massive drop-off. But they've all bought into it now. They, they are running at the almost injury-free sort of a rate. And yeah, it's just it's, it's such an interesting game because Spurs obviously fighting for fourth. Liverpool wanting to push City all the way to the end. Both teams have so much on the line, and I don't think a draw helps either of them. Um, I think City come out better if this is a draw, and then obviously Arsenal come out better if this is a draw, and we also manage to beat Leeds. So, yeah, I think those key areas, like you had asked, I think it's that central midfield from Liverpool, and if Spurs' midfield of, I think, Bentancourt, Hoiberg, even Winks, if they do turn up, then it's that front three from Spurs, definitely. Yeah, sounds good. Um, another player that I'm I'm keeping my eye on is Christian Romero. Um, mm. I think for the last last couple of games, he's been extremely solid, and he's been generating that that back four or back five at times um, quite well. So yeah, I think I think the that fixture is going to be a really great match uh, matchup this this weekend. Um, yeah, hoping to keep us entertained. Uh, and then the second fixture is another great one. Uh, Jason looks a bit nervy there as, I, as I'm reading this out. But it's going to be the, the North London derby that is next week, Thursday or Wednesday. I'm not quite sure. Thursday. Um, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jason, as a gooner, how are you feeling? What, what are your thoughts about this fixture? There's so much riding uh, on it as well in terms of top four. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. It's look, it's we've we've almost took our foot off the pedal when we had lost that three three games on the spin. What was it? Southampton, Brighton, and then it was somewhere else. Um, and then we we recovered in those games that we were not meant to win. Chelsea, and then United, and then this this West Ham win, which could have been very like a banana skin, and somehow managed to actually come out through. I think we we were a tad bit lucky with that Ramsdale incident on uh, Jared Bowen, but these these sort of things sometimes swing in your favour. I, I think previous seasons we've been very unlucky. Um, but yeah, hoping for a good result over the weekend between Liverpool Spurs. If, if Liverpool do what I, I think that they can do, sorry, Riaz, and actually beat Spurs, then it, it'll work out nicely for us because then there's somewhat of a cushion. If they win that and we also beat Leeds, then, then we, we sort of go into that North London derby with a little bit more assurity. Um Obviously, going there to their stadium, we, we haven't been very lucky in like recent years. As soon as they come to Emirates, it's a completely different story. But then once we go there, it's almost like we, we seem to play like within ourselves. And they always seem to get a favourable result. So, it is interesting. This this first fixtures in this double game we're coming up now, it's going to be so vital. And it's if we're able to beat Leeds, it puts pressure onto Spurs and they will have to come at us. And I think what we've... What we've seen from Arsenal recently is that when the teams come at, we've, we've somehow been able to withstand, which previous years was like non-existent. 
And with the front line, I think we've got Saka, we've got Odegaard, we've got Eddie Nketiah, we've even got Martinelli, who, who can cause some some issues going forward if we were to suck up and then just like launch a counter. I'm I'm really for I'm really for just getting a result. If it means we must win one 0 and it must be a deflected goal from somebody, it must be on goal. I I don't care. <laughs> if at the end they of the season count, yeah, we finish fourth, yeah. If we finish fourth, then I'm I'm happy. Then it's like Arsenal of of old. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely nervy times. But I think those nerves could somewhat be calmed if the first few fixtures are actually favourable. So yeah, that's my thoughts. And we'll we'll have to see. Let's see if I sleep next week leading up to the game. <laughs> Great man, uh, Wasim, heading over to you. Uh, we, how do you see this this fixture playing out? Uh, where do you think this game is going to be won? On the pitch, I think it's it's. I, I actually think that by the time it's kick off, uh, Arsenal will have a three or more uh, point gap over over Arsenal um over Spurs because I think Liverpool will beat Spurs. They always seem to do it at Anfield. Uh, they haven't lost it for ages, so um, I think Liverpool will beat them. And then it's a matter of Arsenal getting a result at Leeds or against Leeds, which I think they will do. So the gap is basically already. Um, going to be four points. Come that fixture. So I feel that the pressure is going to be on Spurs, and Spurs have been a team where when you expect them to get the result, then they then they don't get the result. So um, and I think if you're going if for Arsenal team, if you're going there four points ahead, the pressure's off you. You can lose the game and still be fine. Um, so I think that will also then make them play better because um, you know they can hit on the break, they can sit back, they can be compact, they can be strong. So I think. Everything is, is in Arsenal's favour going into that fixture, um, in my opinion, as it, as it looks now. Obviously, come kickoff, it could be different. But I feel that Arsenal um, have the advantage and they just seem a better, more well-rounded team. They can, be, they can grind out the results by, by defending uh, as a unit, which um, you know they, they've done a couple of times recently. Um, Gabriel has been playing superb at centre-back. Um, They've got the industry of, of Odegaard. He can pick a pass. He can, you know, create something out of nothing. They've got, uh, you know, willing runners like Martinelli who can, can do something out of the ordinary. So they just seem a more well-rounded team where Spurs are so reliant on certain individuals. And, and if you keep them quiet, then the rest of the team struggles. So um, I think that's also where, where it's going to be won and lost is um, Arsenal just have so many other players that can do well. You know, Saka, I haven't even mentioned Saka. For example, Ramsdale has pulled off save after save this season. Um, and, you know, they just seem to do it as a, as a team, whereas Spurs are a more one-man, two-man team type of thing. Uh, don't don't forget uh, Granit Xhaka, eh? Guys, making everybody eat their words this season. <laughs> what did turn around his head, Jason? Well, not, not season, but um, recent performances. I well, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he, he's almost stepped up because we... We see different granite chakras when he's partnered with Partey and when he actually has to stabilize the ship. Um, he's, he's given fans something to actually feel, you know, after, I mean, he's, he has such a weird history with us, you know. It's, when we signed him, he was such a good player for Mönchengladbach and, you know, he was touted to be this great player. I think maybe the system didn't allow, maybe Arteta is finally getting his, his confidence back giving him a, a bit more freedom to move further up the pitch, which is what we see when he actually plays for Switzerland and he, he does really well there. 
So, yeah, he's, he's been doing really well, really solid performances, really assured about himself. And I think maybe one of the boosts for us is that apparently Partey might be back for that North London game. So if if he is, and if we could possibly get the result there, it also eases us because our following game is the new, uh, I think it's Newcastle, which is like a Monday night game. Monday night, nine okay. o'clock, St. James with their recent run. I'd, I'd much rather get a good result at Spurs and then have that typical Arsenal slip up rather at Newcastle than have that Spurs where we then still need to go to St. James and then struggle there. So, yeah, man, Grana Chaka, what a guy. April play of the month. <laughs> Until he gets his next red card and then, you know, it's all... Um, Hopefully it's not in any of these games coming up. Let <laughs> it be it's like an off-season. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, a quick one uh, for you, Jason. Um, if Arteta doesn't make top four at the end of the season, what are your views on that? Do you think it's... It's the fact that Arteta doesn't make top four. He gets another crack at uh, the manager's seat next season to try and take them further. Or do you think that that's the end of the road for him? I think that the, the board has shown more than enough faith in him. So I don't see why after all the years that we've like struggled with him, then he just misses our top four. And okay, maybe there were certain results where we, we should have picked up points. Um, I, I think that they'll stick with him. Um there's, there's definitely progression from where we were after Wenger left, even in, in Wenger's final years, to where we want to be, where we where we actually should be. Um, so, yeah, I I think that they'll stay. Um, it obviously means that we get Europa. Different way to obviously get into Champions League. It adds an extra element, you know, there's extra games, there's extra travelling time and that stuff. Um, so that will be interesting again. But I think that they'll, they'll stick with it, man. Also, I'm saying this... But I think there's there's a slight part. I'm I'm actually more of an Arsenal fan when I say this now because generally I was like very neutral about it, you know, not not trying to get my hopes up. But now I'm actually feeling like quietly confident that top four should be ours, just like based on on how we've been playing. I've I've had a few a few doubts, even though I'm I'm believing in this long term picture. There's there's a few things that that we were doing one game and then suddenly we're not doing it. So that's yeah, that's. It had caused a tad bit of doubt, but now I'm I'm feeling quietly confident that top four should be ours. I think I think Fingers Jason crossed. to echo what you're saying there is basically the, if you look at this whole season, Arsenal have have whenever they've had a couple of bad results, they've always followed it up with some good results. Mm-hmm. They've never had a bad run of let's say seven games, for example, where you know they and they haven't won a game in seven games, for example. Um, it's always been two or three defeats or one or two defeats and then followed up with a, with a good win um, and to end that run. So it's like they've been super consistent in that regard is that they've, they haven't had bad runs or, uh, you know, one long good run to make them in contention for top four. It's been consistency throughout. And I think that's generally what wins you top four is consistency. Um, whereas Spurs, when they're hot, they can score 20 odd goals in five, six, seven games. But when they cold, they can't score. They can't have a shot on target in two games against Brighton and, and Crystal Palace or wherever it was. So that's the thing. They're very hot in cold spurs, whereas Arsenal have been consistent, and I think that will win it for them. Uh, some good points there. Uh, just before we end off, uh, Wasim, if Spurs don't make top four, do you think Conte is off to PSG? I don't think so, no. I think, I think he, 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 he wants to prove... 
um, to the world that he can. You know, he's not a um, a guy that will just jump as quickly as that. He's only come in, you know, half a season. He hasn't been there a full season. So I think he um, the signings he made in January improved the team greatly. So I think if he gets another window, a full summer, you know, to again get some transfers in that suit his style of play, especially like as uh, Jason mentioned, the wing backs he struggled. You know, Romero plays one game. Um, then he changes and he gets someone else in. So not Romero, um, the, the right back. Um, but then also on the left back, he's made some changes there. Um, so it's, it's as if he doesn't trust the, the fullbacks he has. So, you know, he tries them out for a couple of games and then drops them again. So I think he, if he can just get a couple of transfers in, then um, next season he'll give it a real go and then potentially try and leave Spurs if, if things don't go well. But I, I see him staying at Spurs um, at least for this offseason. Um, to have a proper go at next season uh, for top four and, and better even. Yeah, and I think um, the entire Harry Kane issue will um, will be based on if Conte stays or not. If I think if Conte leaves, then Harry Kane is off to find a club that's playing in the Champions League. Uh, mm. But if he stays, then he's probably going to believe that, okay, this is a project that's worth staying, staying at the club for. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks uh, left in, in the season. Um, yeah, that's all that we have for you guys today. Episode 18 of the 343 podcast. Uh, thanks, Jason and Wasim, for joining once again. Really appreciate your time. I'm A4343, and I'll catch you guys next time.